are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your host for tonight's episode, Mike. I am joined by Austin. I will be very quiet. Hello. Yes, Austin's not going to be talking much. And I'm sure many of our listeners will be very happy to hear that Vlad has returned to the podcast. Vlad, welcome back. Returned. Hello. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, we're, we're happy to have you back. It's been, happy it's to been, be it's here. It's been a minute, actually. It's been a little while since you did an episode. So, yeah, it's, I'm sure people were beginning to wonder. Um, all right. So tonight's topic is going to be an interesting one, I think, um, certainly for us, because we, this is kind of, you know, our industry, right? This is the work we do. But I know that this is a question that um, a lot of people have come to us all about, or a topic, maybe I should say, that a lot of people have come to us for, for information on. So tonight, we're going to talk about the dead. Um, now, when we speak about the dead... Who are we actually speaking of? Because there are many different kinds of, of dead, right? We have beloved dead, ancestors, mighty dead, right? Which are usually the ones that, like we know and kind of love the most, right? Like these are the ones we want to kind of stick around. But we also have unquiet or restless dead, um, you know, which are the ones that I think we, you know, we tend to like, we want to kind of steer clear of those, right? So can you guys think of any, any other classifications for like dead Spirits, I guess. Well, um, types, at least, I guess. Uh, at least from, from, from my cultural background, uh, the transitioning dead. Okay. All right. So can, so can you can you clarify that for our, for our listeners? Yes. Like what, what, is, what, is, what is transitioning <coughs> dead? Okay. Um, uh, transitioning dead is usually when somebody moves on. Okay. It's not in this plane. It's in the spirit realm. But they are doing... Uh, they're doing what they need to do to move forward to the next step. They are transitioning. Okay. It usually happens when someone has had a very tragic life okay. and they do not remain in this realm and they do transition and they are either healing or even or either uh, doing some uh, maybe emotional or, or psychological work in the spirit realm okay. so they can move with a clean slate. Gotcha. Okay. So th see, and that's a really interesting thought because I think that that belief um, would would probably differ a bit from a lot of other traditions and cultures. Yes. Beliefs that because I think a lot of people, um, you know, we tend to think that like you know once once the person dies and the soul moves on, like like that's it, like kind of like that's the wrap on that life, right? Yes. Where from the sound of it, those souls, these the transitioning that these would be souls that would still have some opportunity maybe to. To still maybe you know tie up some loose ends, it would yes. seem, or like you know, yeah. So okay, very cool. Yeah, right. there's okay. there's no reason why. For example, if I if I if a spirit somebody dies and a spirit remains here because it's, it has unfinished business, mm -hmm. why a spirit on the spirit realm cannot do the same? Okay, why yeah. would limit them? Yeah, good point. All right, so how? How would, based on your experiences with spirit communication, uh, you know, going into, because you guys, Austin, you too, I know you're not going to be as chatty on this episode, but but all of us in this room, we all, uh, in some capacity, we've all experienced fairly consistent spirit communication. We have other kinds of extrasensory things we see, you know, we, we, we have things, you know, we've all done, I think, uh, clearing work, right, where we've gone yes. to people's homes and we've had to deal with a whole range of spirits, right? Um for for our listeners, you know, and even like to help educate each other a little bit more, how how do these spirits appear? Like what 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 kind of experiences have you had where you've had, you know, whatever kind of dead, whatever kind of spirit? Like how how have you seen these spirits? 
that is going to depend entirely on what we're doing. Um, or I, I've gone in and to places to do clearings and have seen things that would be akin to um, no copyright infringement, but Dementors. I've okay. gone and I've seen shades and wraiths and stuff like that. And um, I've also gone in and I've seen spirits present themselves in manners of when they have died, you know. And so it really depends situation by situation for me. Um, if I go in if I'm, and I'm fully dialed up, then I'm going to get it all. If I go in and I'm not fully dialed up because something's told me not to be all the way open then I'm going to get a different effect. Okay. So really quickly, because you, you kind of made a comparison there, I, I want to clarify, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast a lot, but these kinds of spirits, when we see something that would look like, you know, you mentioned, you know, something like a Dementor mm -hmm. from, you know, J.K. Turf's books. Yeah. Um, or, you know, these other kinds of like like shades, wraiths, uh, you know, shadow people, these kinds of things, um, you know, those aren't always necessary that those spirits would maybe appear that way. They That doesn't always mean that those spirits are harmful in nature. That's correct. All right? Okay. All right. I just want to be clear on that because I think a lot of people, by nature, I think we all have a tendency, like, if we see something that looks scary, we immediately go to a bad place, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's not <clears throat> always the case. So what about you, Vlad? Have you had any, uh, like, you know, consistency in the way perhaps that you've seen spirits or you've had Well, at least consistency, I would say that um, uh, a lot of spirits, human spirits, um, um, and even animal spirits um, um, like to present themselves sometimes as shadow people, like shadowy, just a shadow or a mist. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I'm also going to agree with Austin. You know, sometimes, depending on the situation, the a spirit may present itself like when he was 20 years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. When yeah. this person passed on when probably was 90. Gotcha. Or okay. as a kid. Or even as someone entirely different, not the same person, right? And this depends also on on on, on the circumstances and how that spirit feels. If it feels threatened, I'm a shadow person. Okay. You know, I feel comfortable. This is what happened. And then you have this kind of spirits that they are stuck yeah. in the way they died. And when you pick on them or you see them or you feel them, the first thing you get is oh my God, they, they, they are stuck in that in that state that, you know, they, it's mm -hmm. almost like they keep dying over and over again yeah. and they are in, in, in pain. Okay, all right. So, I, so I've got a question for you to clarify something you just said. So I've heard, and I'm sure most of these people that I've heard this from, these are people that are definitely, we'll just say as mediums, I they are, they are questionable in their practice because I, you know, and I, I've had this conversation or I've heard this from lots and lots of people identifying as spirit communicators, mediums, whatever they call themselves. I think each time I hear this or have this conversation with one of them, I kind of walk away from that experience knowing like, you're not really what you claim to be. Like you could have some psychic gift, but you're really not a medium. Like you're really not what you claim to be. Um, and where I'm going with this basically is this idea that a lot of people push that if you encounter a spirit that looks like a child, that that is, a, a trickster or a baneful kind of a spirit that they have a tendency to appear very frequently as children. And that's not been my experience, actually. That's not been my experience. <clears throat> like, very often no. if I see a child spirit, like, that was 
that was a child that you yeah know. I, yeah <laughs> it, it was a child i never ever had an experience that if i see a child mm. is a trickster or or something evil okay right okay. that doesn't mean it can it can't be negative but oh, yeah. negative yeah. is not evil yeah exactly well right? there were a lot of bratty kids right like, you know, exactly and, and we tend to kind of stay who we were when we were alive you know, ex so. exactly <laughs> that's my, that's the point that i was going to make Sometimes we encounter a child that was just a brat and he liked, I don't know, he was a bully. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. And usually when a spirit is evil, an evil spirit, mm -hmm. as a medium, mm -hmm. you tend to pick on it right away. Yeah. It's not like, I'm hiding. Yeah. I'm hiding, you know. Mm -hmm. Usually the spirit, an evil spirit, will hide itself so you don't sense it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not try to trick you that way. And a yeah. trickster, it's a different spirit. It doesn't even mean evil. It's just yeah. a trickster. It's, yeah. it's nature. Period. Yeah. True. Very true. I like something that Vlad said where it was like, when you go in and you're a medium, evil things don't necessarily hide from you because they, 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 they can't really. You, you kind of go in and if there is something that is truly evil there, we pick up on it. Now, whether or not we are aware of which spirit it is, is, is yeah. not what I'm talking about. But, like, you can go in and you can most definitely pick up, like, oh, oh, there's something not right. And we also have to understand that sometimes that is coming from the living people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because those are often based, those those perceptions are more often, those are ours. Yes, right? and, and, and also, I want to I wanna add that we say evil. I didn't mean demon. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and it's important to look at that, I mean, as a, as a classification or as a definition of that word, because I've had experiences over the years of dealing with not uh, not dead in the sense that we're dealing with human spirits, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, say like discarnates or parasitic yes. spirits, like things that, you know, they've never been human. There's something else entirely, um, you know, but also an entity, you know, an in yeah. a semi or fairly intelligent kind of a being, you know, um, and a lot of the time, you know, those are spirits that, you know, they're, though they're parasitic in nature, what they are doing is not necessarily evil. You know, like, it's kind of like a lion has to kill a gazelle to eat. A, compl you know? a completely different set of morals. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah. it's, it's a leech. Yeah, are like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're not gonna fault the mosquito for doing what it does and land, landing on you, drawing your blood, and you know making you itchy, right? Because that's that's just that's what it does, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, all right. So why have you, or do you have any um, experience that would help our listeners maybe better understand why some spirits stay close to the living and why others don't? Well. I think this is a very good time to, to, to just start with this one. I think that usually spirits stay close to the living because the living doesn't let them go. Okay. That's one of the reasons. Not the only reason, yeah. but, but one of them. Because sometimes I, I don't want to let them go. The pain is too, is too much. They miss them. And that usually is, and that, that is energy that is strong enough mm -hmm. to retain a spirit. Not because you are binding that spirit to mm -hmm. you but that spirit feels still feels a responsibility to be close to you gotcha. there are cases yes that the the pain is so much that that spirit can be bound mm -hmm. right there are other cases that the spirit itself is the one that is attached okay because this will work both ways yeah it's a two-way yeah. road yeah 
you know, not only to a person, but to many different things. Yeah. You know, also, a spirit may want to protect you. Yeah. They, it may, I'm not saying yeah. every yeah. day, every, all the dead, that all your family members are trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes they want to just deliver a message. Sometimes it's like, hey, I'm okay. I don't, I, I don't want you to worry. Sometimes they just want to, they just want to stay longer because they still feel an attachment to the living, not a living person, but to the living. Yeah. Well, I've had some communication, at least on at least on a couple of experiences over the years. <clears throat> I've had some communication with spirits that have also been um, unwilling to kind of move on. They've lingered because they've. Uh, become attached to the world that we live in. Like these were yeah. spirits that when they were alive, you know, maybe they were people who, you know, just had really great lives, you know, and that life yeah. comes to an end and they're like, I'm not really ready to be done, you know, like yeah. I want to stick around, you know, and so they're trying to still experience, I think, life uh, or or at the life they had, yeah. you know, because I've had some spirits communicate with me and say like, I'm not ready to go. Like I, I miss yeah. these things. I want these yeah. things. You know, um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting because a lot of people believe, I think, that when we move beyond this life that we um, we don't value those experiences, I think. And we, we absolutely do. We take all of those things yes. with us. So, yeah, yeah, I also want to add that sometimes, you know, also a spirit might be afraid yeah. of, let's just say, crossing and crossing over, mm-hmm. right? Because of different things. All, all of us have discussed here that sometimes when you contact the dead, the dead is like, this is not what I expected. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So there is a fear because you're dead. Doesn't mean you do don't feel fear. Yeah. It's very true. Um, so how would you, how would you describe differences in something like an intelligent or an intelligent spiritual activity where you're actually dealing with the, like the dead, some type of, of dead that is an intelligent, still an intelligent spirit interacting with you as opposed to something like energetic memory. Okay, what people call residual. Basically, yeah. 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 So obviously the, the, the intelligent dead will, will interact with you. Okay. Yeah. That's something that is going to happen. It will interact with you. It will have a reaction to what you do, what you say, or what changes you do in the place you're in. Yeah. Right. Um, usually a residual or an energetic memory is something that is imprinted in the place. Mm-hmm. It will repeat over okay. and over again, at least with my experience, the best. The, OK, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, um, for example, uh, this lady crosses the hallway mm-hmm. every night at 12 midnight. OK. Yeah. Doesn't interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just a walkthrough. Yeah. That's it. Right now, does it mean that 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 energy cannot become conscious because of the things that are happening or the energetic things that have been charging in that space? Okay. It could happen, yeah. right? But that's it, at least is the difference between an intelligent haunting or an intelligent uh, yeah. spirit, and I would say an energetic memory. Okay. All right. So because of that, is it really fair to consider? Uh, all spiritual activity, all of the activity that we get from the dead, like human dead again specifically, is it really fair to consider all of that activity a haunting? I don't think so. Okay. Because I was very curious about your answer to that. Because, I don't think so. Because I've had that conversation with a few other people and when you, when I've 
kind of question that a little bit. Like, you know, like, is it really fair to say to an intelligent spirit that is it basically just in the process of continuing to do maybe what it always did or hanging out where it always did? And maybe it was even there before you. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really fair to say that that spirit is haunting you? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm. I, I'm actually, to me, a haunting. And right, and, and anybody can 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 have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. To me, a haunting is a spirit that has a purpose. Okay. You know, and when I say a purpose, a purpose in the place, or a purpose against or with a living person. Okay. The word haunting, it says it. Yeah. Haunting. Yeah. I'm haunting you. I'm haunting this place, right? If this is a spirit that was here before us, mm-hmm. right? And is doing whatever mm-hmm. the spirit needs to be doing, whatever it is. Yeah. And we move into a place and we try to displace that spirit. Basically, we are being the bully. Yeah. So I don't consider that a haunting. Okay. I just consider that, you know, a spirit on, in a space, you know, yeah. not a haunting. All right. Okay, cool. I was, yeah, I guess I was very curious to hear your And at the same time, I don't yeah. consider residual or energetic memory a haunting. Yeah, I, it really, it can't be because it's, it's, a, because it's not intelligent. It's not no. something that's going to interact with you. It's, yeah, I, so I, I would agree with you it's, completely on that. I like the way you said it, <clears throat> energetic memory, yeah. because you got to, you got to visualize that or, and imagine that you have memories of things, mm-hmm. right? And not... I'm not talking about in your brain or your mind. I'm talking about if you go to a place and you were there when you were a child, that is an energetic memory. Yeah, yeah that's very true. The only difference yeah. is that this could be a visual one. Yeah, yeah. And another, from another time. Yeah. So let's talk about energetic memory a little bit just because, you know, since we're kind of, you know, since we're, we're kind of focusing on that right now. Um, <clears throat> What have you seen? Because I, because I've, I've had experiences with this as well, and I know exactly what my answer would be, but I want to hear from you. What, what have you seen, or, or what is likely to be the cause for something like a residual or an energetic memory to kind of like take root in a, in a, a physical space? I believe is intention and intensity. Okay. And with this, I'm not talking about oh, somebody was murdered here, okay. or somebody. Yeah. You, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, important events in people's lives. Okay. You know, that <clears throat> they have that intention of doing something or this, what I'm doing right here is very important to me, you know, and, and that spirit or that person, that person when was alive, mm-hmm. charged that space okay. with that intention. Because as witches, we know that nothing can be done without intention. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that person <clears throat> intended to leave that energetic imprint. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the intention and the importance of what they're doing mm-hmm. left that imprint. Yeah. That doesn't mean that if something bad happened, it's not going to leave that same energetic imprint. But yeah. it's not always negative or it's yeah. not always evil. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, we, we leave our energy all over the place everywhere potentially you know like and i think for a lot of people depending on the way that they're particularly sensitive that energy it goes beyond just a feeling it goes beyond like being able to actually register emotion yeah picking up on the emotion associated with that person i mean even as living people like you like you walk into a room and you maybe know 
who's been in that room, like that that room will feel like that person. Yes. Right. It's a, it's a and that's much... still and that's still an energetic imprint. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I mean, this or is memory. one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons why, like, we have people who will come into the shop and they'll be like, "I just moved into a new apartment or a new house, and I've got to get rid of the people that lived there before." And it's like. Okay, like, you know, and it's like, well, and that's basically that's what they're trying to do. They're like, I yeah. just don't want their energy. I just don't want their residuals there, you know, in the, in the space because it's mine now, right? So yeah, so I think that's something that we've all kind of kind of considered. Or and we have we have switches. <laughs> we tend to do that on purpose. That yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm thinking of yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking in a couple of different ways. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yep. yep. So so how many residual energies or energetic memories have we left in places that we've been before oh god oh geez like i probably every every house i've ever lived in i'm sure has got some residual of me wandering around in it yeah that's true yeah i guess it's important for us to be more diligent about clearing those things out this is why every time i move every time i move i shut everything down yeah and using and using austin's words i suck that energy in Mm. and take it with me yeah. yeah. Unless I want to, I don't know, just and mess with the people. Who mess are with people. Hey, you know, it's always fun to mess with people, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So similar question, but slightly different to the one that we ha- I asked you a moment ago. So how would you define physical haunting, legitimate haunting activity? Okay. With an intelligent spirit, physical haunting activity. And when I say physical haunting activity, I mean specifically like, physical changes happening in yeah. the space. How would you uh, classify that differently than poltergeist activity? Because I think a lot of people, they think they're the same thing. They're right? not. Like, you've got like, oh, you know, as soon as something in the house moves, people are like, oh, I've got a poltergeist. And it's like, mm, probably not. No. You know, so how would, you, how would you maybe explain that to somebody who was really new to this topic or wasn't sure? Well, at least from my, from, from my point of view, when we're talking about physical hauntings, like things are moving around or people being touched, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, first of all, I'm, I'm going to say that would be a very strong spirit, okay. yeah. right? To yeah. be able to do that, mm-hmm. okay? Because not all spirits can do that, yeah. right? Um, for me, this is more, let's just say it this way. When you have a spirit that is moving things, touching you, or, or trying to get your attention some way, somehow, uh, I, I would say like you have intruded, the, the living person has mm. intruded into their space and they're still trying to claim it. This is mine, okay. don't put this here. Gotcha. You know, move from here, this is not my space, right? Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that this doesn't happen a lot because I feel like there's, you know, maybe 40% of hauntings yeah. probably uh, end up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like those type of hauntings are are more on an ownership perspective. Okay. I own this. This yeah. is mine. This is my space. Don't put this here. Again, it's like, this is mine. Yeah. That's, that's at least how, how I see it. Okay. Unless, unless that there are very rare cases and with this i don't want i don't want anybody now to start thinking like oh this is what is happening to me (laughs) no uh there are moments that the dead do they do try to 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 become part of you to so they can experience things okay right and i'm not saying i didn't say possession though yeah i didn't say possession yeah oh yeah because that would be different than 
Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they try to experience through you. You know, there are uh, a type of spirit, there's type, not type of spirits. There are certain spirits that they do definitely have the capability of touching you mm -hmm. and, and, and at least experience some of what is your life. Some others yeah. feed from you. Yeah. So it could be yeah. so many answers to this. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is that is very true. Yeah, um, yeah. What what is your take? And I and Austin, I, I want to maybe kind of hear a little bit from you on this too. On so, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion, and and if you guys have different experiences on this, that's why I want to hear. Okay, so it's been it's been my the opinion that I've come to based on experiences that I've had in situations where I've gone to investigate or to, uh, you know, communicate with you know, what I believe would be some sort of intelligent spirit in a, in a situation, a haunting, if you, you know, you want to, want to call it that. Um, it's been my experience that poltergeist activity really very often has less to do with the spirits in the house and more to do with the living people in the house. Like, I agree. Like very often there will be someone in the house that will actually have like, like latent psychic ability, yeah. you know, and they're maybe behind this charge or this buildup that is actually strong enough to be moving physically altering or moving things in the house you know at least that's kind of been what i've come across um so what what's what's your take on that i'm just i'm, I'm curious I, I i agree with that i mean poltergeist just means noisy ghost right um but most poltergeist activity that we actually go and we investigate and again this is from my experience as well um is like you said it's from a living person who has suppressed ability um or or usually, more likely, it's a teenager. It is a teenager who is going through those lovely, lovely hormonal puberty changes who has ability and is either suppressing it okay. or is doesn't know what to do with it. There are some occasions where these things happen due to trauma. Um, and it's almost like... <clears throat> The individual, whoever that is, whether that is the, the adult or the, the young person, um, it's almost like that trauma becomes so repressed within them that they start projecting it outwards, therefore creating almost like an egregore or a thought form that is being entirely fueled by these these people in the fear in the house. Okay. Right. What, about, what about you, Vlad? Well, yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think that this is a spirit. I think that this is uh, energy that is being directed uh, without control. Okay. And I agree, usually teenagers mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and obviously uh, families that have, a, you know, like big trauma or big fights or a really tense situation. Yeah. And in the, when I say family, I'm not talking about, you know, it has to be like a big family. This could be just one person that has a lot of stress and yeah. is trying to release it. And I'm just gonna give you this example. Usually when we work outside, we, we work here or, or your job, whatever mm -hmm. job you have, yeah. and you go home after a long day, you tend to release and detoxify mm -hmm. from yeah. the job. Mm -hmm. That is energy that you're releasing, Yeah. right? And you're not directing it. That's so true. that energy keeps yeah. building up. Another one is people with mental illness. You know, people with dementia, yeah. Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. and, 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 and any kind of mental illness uh, can also project that kind of energy for, for a poltergeist to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I want to add to something that Austin said that I like it. He mentioned an egregore, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That that can become an egregore. Yeah. That is the kind of energy that manifests your shadow self. Yeah. Yeah. 
that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. All right, let's see. Okay, this this is kind of a this is a big question. In that there there are probably lots of ways to answer this. Okay, but I guess the next question I would have would probably be. In what ways do you feel the living still have responsibility for the dead? Like, are, are there any? You know, I mean, we have processes, right, where we honor our dead. You know, we, we do ancestral veneration. You know, we do these things. But I guess beyond that, I mean, just day to day in our lives, you know, would you say that we as the living really have any responsibility for our dead? Our dead specifically, maybe a little bit, you know, there's... Okay, 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 let me, let me clarify this, I'm so sorry, I interrupted you, okay, but I'm saying responsibility for our dead, and what I would pro- should probably say is responsibility to our dead, not for our dead. I'm not trying to say that we're responsible for our dead, because that gets us into that whole conversation about people trying to make up for the shit that their ancestors did, you know, yeah. 500 years ago, right? And you can't really do that. But but responsibility, I guess, to our dead. Like, if I have somebody that I loved quite a bit, and they've moved on, mm-hmm. and I can sense for whatever reason that they're kind of hanging around, do I have or what would be my responsibility to that spirit? There is no responsibility unless you want to take it on, in my opinion. However, as a witch, and speaking from a witch's perspective, it's kind of our duty to sit down with ourselves and with that spirit and have a conversation. And it is just that. It is just a conversation. If you want to light candles and incense and make a whole to-do about it, then cool, do that. But that that's what happened when my grandma, my mama, when my mama passed, she... Mm-hmm lingered around because she wanted to stay close to me. She wanted to make sure that I was all right. She wanted to make sure that I went to school. And Were you not going to school? I I wasn't. I was depressed. I had lost basically my mother. And I had to sit down with her finally and and tell her, like, you know, I love you, but the you being around is causing me to be physically ill because I'm I'm I can, I'm surrounded by the energy of the dead. And as a medium, I can only hold off for so long. As a 16-year-old, I can only, like, push it away for so much before I start to just kind of succumb. And so I sat down and I had to have a conversation with her. And she wasn't ready to go. And so I wasn't going to force her to go. But I did have to set some boundaries. I did have to tell her, like, you know, you can greet me when I come home. You can give me a kiss when I go to bed. You, You can greet me before nighttime but other than that you need to be just kind of going about your life going about your afterlife because you you can't be popping up at school and freaking me out in class you can't be doing that okay all right so black what about you what do you we feel because i know you look at this not only as a witch but as i think a practitioner of a lot of different paths and you have of course because of your, your your culture you've got some i think some some different uh, connections to these things. So I'm very curious to hear you, from you on this. What what kind of responsibility do we potentially have as the living to our dead? Well, again, you're right. Because of my culture, I do see this differently. Mm-hmm. I do believe that we do have a responsibility to our dead, okay. not the dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So t- specific spirits, not yeah, not specific just, okay. spirits. Okay. Or souls. You know, gotcha. Okay. And, and and you will see and you will see in different and 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 in different cultures that we celebrate the anniversary 
mm-hmm. of yeah. Yeah. that family member's or friend, mm-hmm. friend's death, right? Yeah. We will light a candle, we would put flowers, we will give them food, like we do with our ancestors, yeah. right? Also, I'm going to agree with Austin, you know, sometimes we get our responsibility to make sure that that spirit crosses over the right way. Okay. Again, our dead, my dead. Okay. Right? When my grandmother passed on, she lingered around because of my grandfather. Mm. My brother was seeing her, my sister was seeing her, my father was seeing her, and I was seeing her, and I had to, we had to all sit down and had a conversation with her and tell her, you know, we are going to take care of my grandfather. You don't need to stay. Okay. Right? It took a few days, but she moved on. Again, we didn't push her. You have to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was was just going to ask you a clarifier on that because actually one of the next questions that I I, I wanted to ask you guys is, um, you know, along the lines of responsibilities that we as the living maybe have. Yeah, but I want to add something to this really really quickly. The responsibility you have to the dead, to your dead, depends on you. This is something that is very personal. You cannot go with what I say, with what Michael said and mm-hmm. what Austin says. Oh, yeah. This is you. If you feel like you need to help that family member kind of like, you know, light them a candle so they can, I don't know, have some energy or some light, do it. Mm-hmm. We're not saying no. Yeah. Right, but it's to your debt. But I don't do this for everybody. Okay, okay, okay. I, it's funny because you're, as you're talking about being more specific to our own debt, our own spirits, or what would be considered like maybe like our own beloved debt or our ancestors. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about uh, the posthumous baptisms that the local, the Mormon Church does. You know, where they take <laughs> it upon themselves to do, uh, you know, baptisms for. Uh, basically non-LDS, non-Mormon people who've already moved on. And I've always just thought that was such just a horrible violation of those spirits. It, it, um, it, it honestly but really they, they But is. they do, they believe though, based in their, their tradition, their religion, like they, they believe like that this is, this is kind of a responsibility that they have. You know what we should do? What? We should go to the, to the cemetery and okay. the graveyard. Okay. And just baptize every LDS. Okay. Bring them, As, all, bring them all into, into the path of witchcraft? Yeah. There you go. Okay, why not? Okay. Baptize them to Hecate. There you go. Yes. May the dark, lady, may the dark lady keep you. Oh, may, the, may, the, may the Lord of Light keep you. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So back to what we were saying a moment, a moment ago. Okay. So though in the line of what you were saying, and I love the way that you said that. So making sure that those souls are able to move on in like the in the in kind of the best way mm-hmm. for them. As you were saying, that does not mean that we have a right to force them to move forward, right? Would you guys agree with that? Okay, because yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have had the same discussion with people. And again, <laughs> I know I shit on them a whole lot. I know I, I trash talk them a whole lot, but new agers and light workers, I swear to God, the arrogance. Every time I have this conversation with another practitioner and they're like, oh yes, and I forced that spirit on. And I was like, what fucking right do you have to force anything on? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like what the hell? You know, so... So uh, would you agree, like that, just in general, that's probably something we shouldn't be doing. I, I agree with that. You know, there, there's, there, there's a, there, there can be a fine line there. If this spirit is causing issues mm-hmm. and is creating problems 
and you've sat down with them and you've tried to set the boundaries and you tried to be like, hey, you know, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, then yeah, you need to get rid of them. You know, okay. it, it's okay. time. Now, I will say that the arrogance of these individuals who just... I had someone come in. I had someone come in and say, there's a lady around you and, and, and I need to cross her over. And I'm like, don't Oh, that's touch. just wrong on so many levels. Yeah. So I was, not only, not I only told that, her I was but like, she's, also, she's reading you without permission. Exactly. And I said, you're reading you. I told her that. I was like, you're reading me without permission. Well, I'm not reading. I'm like, no, you're reading without my permission and you don't want to do that. Two, uh, that's probably one of my ancestors telling you to stay the fuck out of my energy field. <laughs> and you don't want to try and cross them over because they won't go. No matter how many angels or unicorns you call on, my ancestors are going to stay with me. So kindly yeah. fuck off. Well, I guess that's an interesting point. I mean, what right would say would I have as someone to try to, you know, to take it upon myself to try to force, if I even could, one of your spirits on? Like, None. Well, well, yeah. Like, so. None. You have no right. Okay. You, the, you, you <clears throat> might have a little bit because you're my husband, but even then. No, even then. That doesn't even then, that get, that's that, nothing. That gives me zero right. You, you have right to go, babe, you should probably do something. And I have all the right to go, no. <laughs> or, okay, yeah, we could do something. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's, your, what's your take on that? I, I think that, first of all, is wrong. Okay. Okay. It's wrong. I do believe, and I agree with Austin, you know, when you have, let's just say, uh, a spirit that is not behaving mm -hmm. in your home mm -hmm. or with you, sit down, have a conversation. Okay, what's going on? What, why are you doing this to me? Okay. Yeah. Try to understand the spirit. Maybe the spirit mm -hmm. needs something from you yeah. or needs a little help. If that's the case, help the spirit with what they need, not to move them on, mm -hmm. but okay. with what they need. Okay. But also within reason. Within reason, you know, yes. We're not because, sure if love Hewitt over here. Yeah, but how would you feel, God. again, yeah, how would you feel if you're in your home and I just walk in your home and tell you, get out, this is mine now. Yeah, exactly. That's basically yeah. what you're doing to that spirit. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. Another thing that I want to that, that, that I, that I add. It's a very colonizer mindset. Yes. It's true. Yes, <laughs> it is. And I know. And it's always I, white women who are doing it. It's always white well, women. Well, I've known Puerto Ricans <laughs> that have tried to do things like that. Um, so, well, yeah. But anyway, if what you're I doing was saying. That, stop it. Yeah, but what I was also what I was trying to say is that um, if you have a problem with the spirit and the spirit doesn't want to cooperate cooperate with you, why do you have to cross him over? Why yeah. didn't you just? Take it out of your home yeah. and put it in another place. Exactly. Yeah. And there let them deal ways, with that. Yeah, there are other ways to handle that, right? I did. Yeah. A, I did a uh, a cleansing on a home in in Caseville, right? Okay. Yeah. And I encounter a few spirits, but there was one spirit that 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 guy had an attitude. Hmm. His name is and was Richard. Okay. And he, you know, he was very pissed off, very angry, and I told him, you know something, you cannot stay here. Okay? okay, so yeah. I'm going to give you two choices. As a witch, two choices. You come with me, and I'll take you with me, and I will give you domain over a certain space that would be yours. Okay. Or I'm just going to trap you, cross you over, or put you somewhere. But in this case, it was needed. He decided, the spirit was like, no, I'm going with you. Oh, all right. I took him with me, and Richard is right now 
in the yard. Okay. In my home. Yeah. He's in the yard, and I love it because he scares everybody. <laughs> it's always fun when you can set something like that up. Okay. Right. But you see, I didn't cross him over. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. You don't have yeah. that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, if I ever, ever, ever encounter a spirit that tells me, this person tries is trying to cross me over. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is a person that believes that he, she, it, they, them mm-hmm. are in the right to do that. Yeah. Believe me, I will send legions of demons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I, I kind of I get a little angrier and frustrated yeah, with I do. people I when do. I hear that. I'm like, I'm like, I just I cannot believe that you would feel that you have the right it's to do this. It's just bad manners. So it is. Um, it's just bad manners. I, um, go ahead. I've had I've had someone come into the shop and tell us that we need to get rid of the spirit that lingers here, and I'm like, uh, you can go screw yourself. William's chill. Yeah, like you're you're talking about basically what amounts to a staff member. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, I, he's William is so awesome, and he does so much good. He hangs out, makes sure that everything's safe. He will ring the doorbell if everything's not locked up. But he he also makes me feel safe. Okay. And, you know, he'll come in. He'll have conversations with me. If it's getting too full, he'll tell me, like, hey, we need, we need to get some stuff out. Or I'm going to go hang out with Kat because it's too full here. And I'm like, it's not any better at our house. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, it's it's it's... So along the lines of, of this conversation, I guess one thing I, I also want to kind of clarify is, do you feel that in, as living and working with and encouraging the dead, these spirits to move on, like, have you guys ever seen where that's actually been something that's caused problems for that spirit? Like where they've, because I've actually, I've seen that happen over the years where someone has gone in ahead of me and they've tried to force a spirit to move on. And it's and then in communicating with that spirit, that spirit now has like almost like fresh trauma. Like they tried to kick me out of my home or, you know, or they're they're mm-hmm. trying to force me out and I, I can't leave quite yet because I need to be here for this thing, you know, and like and these spirits have been very upset. Upset. Like yeah. you know, like like emotional. I, yeah, you know, and that you know, and even I've even had spirits react with like fear, like, oh God, I hope this person doesn't come back because the last time they were there here, they tortured me, basically. Or, they tried to make me, you know, um Yeah, you yeah. you have seen it with a lot of uh, of like uh paranormal groups. Yeah. They go and they provoke and they push. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when a, a a real medium or a sensitive goes to the place, mm-hmm. the spirit is either angry mm-hmm. or afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and when they're angry and they're afraid, they that's when I find they tend to kind of yeah. lash out a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I've, I've seen that happen. And it, of course, it, my first initial response is anger. I get pissed off at the person who came in before and the living who are there. Um, and it happens. Um, most of the time, the living are there that are there just don't know what the hell's going on at all. I just, I they just want the ghost out. It, it's happened before. <laughs> I mean, I went and I did. I was. I, I would do clearings when I lived up north and. I go in, and of course, the person, well, we've done this, and we've burned sage, and we had this person come in, and they did this, and it's just not gone. And finally, I have a chance to sit down with the spirit, and I talk to them, and I'm like, you've done nothing but upset and hurt this spirit. Well, it was scaring us. Was it hurting you? No. What was it doing? It would just stand at the foot of my bed. 
Okay. Did you ever think for one minute that it was protecting? No, it made me uncomfortable. Was it looking at you even? No. That is kind of a creepy experience, though. Like, it is wake creepy. wake up at night and see somebody standing in the You know, it bed. is creepy. I get yeah. that. But, I... What makes you think you need to kick it out? It's yeah. not hurt you. Yeah. I get that it's iffy. And if you're having that experience, the next logical step is, who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. So that's that's the moment like where you and Vibe kind of said, like, we need to sit down and we need to actually have yeah. Like a, yeah, like a it, household meeting, you know? Yeah. Like, these are and, the and again, and again, if you have a spirit at home, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's not hurting anybody. It could be a little bit creepy. I can mm-hmm. get it. Hey. Even if you're not a medium, talk to the spirit. Okay. Hey, you know, you're doing this, and this is scaring me. Okay. I'm okay. If, you ha- if you're if you not here to hurt me or hurt the family, I'm okay being here. Mm. But then uh, if you want to be creepy, I would appreciate you being creepy with the people that come in. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Protect the home, yeah. and I'm okay. Okay. You know, I'm yeah. not, you know, try, even if you're not a medium, that you cannot see or see or have a, an entire communication with the spirit with the with with mm. one of the two spirit of the dead yeah doesn't mean you cannot express what you want yeah that's true yeah yeah and even as someone maybe who wouldn't consider themselves a medium if you're if you create the right kind of situation and you're earnest in your effort you'll you'll get some sort of communication yeah and again yeah. we are we are we are we are thinking that this spirit is attached to the home mm-hmm. but what if that spirit of the dead is attached to the land. Yeah. You're not going to be able to yeah. get rid of no. it. No, yeah. If, yeah, if it's, if it's a land spirit or something that's that really, like, that's that old, you you can try all you want. That thing's not going Yeah, and, 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 and we're talking about human mm-hmm. spirits. Yes, yeah. Because, again, where we at, probably there were tribes and people mm-hmm. be here before us. Yeah. You know, we don't know where we have burial grounds or what attachments mm-hmm. the, 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 the people that were here yep. have to this land. And they will be here, and there's nothing you can do to move them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we had in a that client. You're the you're the you're the invader. Yeah. In that situation. We yeah. had a client not too long ago that she came. You you guys know about her mm. that she is having trouble with the spirit of the land that supposedly was aliens. Oh, oh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a spirit of the land. It's it's it's, it's not an elemental. It's a spirit, a dead spirit, but it's a spirit connected to the land. Yeah. Okay. And even me as an indigenous practitioner. I cannot go and remove it. Yeah. It has to be someone specific, not to remove it, but maybe to calm it down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Has to be someone to calm it down. And that's the thing is we see a lot of people who experience these things, particularly in this area, because of the indigenous leanings of, of everything. You know, we're on land. We're on stolen land, essentially. Um, and they have these people come in who are misappropriating, you know. I've heard of someone who goes in and, like, wears a full-blown chieftain headdress to, like, do clearings because that's their crown of power. And I'm like, first off, you have no initiations. Second... Are they, are they, are they even part of the tribe? No. question that would No. Be? Okay. And it's just, you know... Neon pink head headdress, like oh god, really? You know, wow. so it's 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 like it's very frustrating as a witch because <coughs> part of our responsibility is to the land. We are wardens of this earth. We're wardens of these spirits. 
We're to protect the dead and the living. Yes. And so people always understand why we get so feisty and why we get so fiery when it comes to... I think that's to... just you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean like getting feisty. You're the feisty one. People always wonder why we... <laughs> He's getting feisty now. Okay. Next week, we'll, we're, we're changing our name. We're now the feisty witches. We, people always wonder why we get so so upset. You know? Yes, I'm feisty. I get it. Um, when they come in and they're unloading this bullshit on us. And it's yeah. like... There's okay. nothing... <coughs> there's no root of truth in anything that you're doing yeah. and you're just misappropriating and you're just pissing off spirits which is creating more work for us witches to to, to, to fix and sometimes we can't fix it hey, that's job security okay all right, so that was that was a that was a worthy but also odd tangent um, so let's bring it back to the dead um, I was talking about the dead Sort of, yes. Yes, you were, in, in a roundabout way. Um, and that's okay. You're good. You're contributing, and that makes me happy. Um, okay, so... Oh, he's going to beat me when we get home later. Um, anyway, so let's go back to one of the things we talked about at the beginning. I talked about different kinds of undead. and Or, or yes. undead, excuse me, sorry. Different kinds of, of dead. Not undead. <laughs> God, geez, sorry. I don't know where my, I don't know where my <laughs> brain is with there. Anyway, geez, uh, but different kinds of dead. Zombies. Yes, zombies, vampires. No, no, none of that. Okay. That's them. Um, yeah. Okay, but we talked about, like, you know, I gave examples. So, beloved dead. For, for our listeners, maybe people who are unfamiliar with that term, how would you classify or, or what would you say? What is, what is, what are, or who, who would be a beloved dead? Beloved dead are, can be ancestors. Okay. They can be ancestors, most okay. definitely. I mean, our ancestors are beloved dead, you know, particularly the ancestors that we've known in this life. Um, what if they were jerks? Are they still beloved? No. Okay. You know, but then a beloved dead is, is also someone who um, who would be like your, your really good friend who, yeah. who died. Okay. Who remains close to you. I mean... Fluffy. Okay, so there's so there's a, there's a positive emotional connection, right? I yes. Mean the, the nature of the word. They're they are beloved. You know. Yeah. Um, um. I agree. Usually, our family members, ancestors, right? Uh, but in 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 when we're talking uh, Arawak, Taino, mm -hmm. um, even those that were not so nice, mm -hmm. they're still beloved. Okay. There's a reason why. It's not because of what they did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's because their mere existence. Um, it's a link for you to be here. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. So you, they, yeah. because of only that reason, mm -hmm. uh, they are to us beloved. Okay. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of maybe Hispanic traditions, you'll mm -hmm. see that too. Okay. You know, like, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that my uncle was a dick. Yeah. But you know, his family, he was part of the web. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like your your life would not be what yeah, it is. You would not be who you yeah, are. Yeah. But also world. friends, yeah. uh, friends, uh, um, and and I would say, um, um, even um, uh, let's mentors. just say, yeah, mentors, teachers. Yeah. Okay. So basically, like people were, I, people who had meaning. Yes. Good, you know, good or potentially bad, right? Yeah. People who had meaning. Okay. So all right. So how would you say that that would differ then from? The concept of say like unquiet or restless dead. 
Well, sometimes a beloved that can be unquiet. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. it can be. Yeah. Uh, at least to me specifically, mm -hmm. I know a, a restless and an un unquiet dead. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's it's a spirit that cannot rest. Okay. You know, okay. for different reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be just one reason or a main reason. It could be something that that spirit was not able to accomplish. Okay. It could be like. For example, let's just say that I die and my daughter, for some reason, marries a prick. Mm. I will be very unquiet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 probably I will do some hunting. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, restless are spirits that don't have that they don't have peace. You know. Okay. Yeah. And and within with, with peace, I'm not talking about rest in peace. I'm talking about maybe energetic or spiritual or mental okay. peace. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Okay. What about slightly different category, uh, although maybe not for some of us? What about the mighty dead? The mighty dead are individuals who, before they died or even as they were dying, created huge changes in community, in specific communities. Okay. So... Um, a mighty dead for a mighty dead for witchcraft. You know, we can look at individuals like uh, Scott Cunningham, Doreen Valiente, Leo Martello. Uh, those would be mighty dead, okay, um, because they helped bring witchcraft to the forefront of what it is now. Um, mighty dead in music, Mozart, Beethoven, okay. stuff like that. Individuals who did huge things as a mortal that affected a group as a whole, a large communal group as a whole. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to add to that. I okay. agree to that, but I want to add that sometimes, you know, like uh, a mighty dead, mm -hmm. um, maybe not necessarily represents a whole group of people or a community. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just from one person. Okay. It created yeah. a big change in the personal life of me, for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to me, that is a mighty dead, even not if, even though it was not for the community, okay. but their lives. For example, my my abuela, my grandmother, mm -hmm. yeah, right. She left, and my grandfather, right. They they they, uh, they from from again my grandmother from my mother's side mm -hmm. and my grandfather from my father's side. Okay, they both left a big impression on me. So to me, they both are mighty dead as well as beloved dead. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, and and and. Again, to me, it doesn't have to be something like as a community. Okay. But yeah. yes, that that's yeah. the case. Yes. Yeah. Well, but you're, also you're, yeah. personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your personal connection is enough. Well, it, then yeah, that, exactly. that's, that personal connection is still going to affect who you come in contact with. Yeah. So in a way, yeah, that okay. also, like, you know, let's just say, branches out yeah. to the community okay. in a way. Yeah. If there was anything else that you would would say to our listeners, you know, kind of with the idea that they are, you know, I, you know, relatively unfamiliar with these kinds of concepts or, you know, kind of figuring out where they, they stand on some of these, these ideas and beliefs, you know, if there were anything you could say to our listeners around, uh, just the dead spirits, you know, these kinds of things, you know, things where you're still seeing there's a lot of confusion in people that we haven't really addressed, what would that be? Is there anything that we haven't really kind of had an opportunity to clarify? I mean, I'm sure there are because a topic like this is huge, but <clears throat> for the time we have and is there anything else you guys would, would say to somebody if they came to you and they were like oh you know 
how do I how do I do this or how do I interact with this or tell me more about this? Like, can you think of anything? If you can't, that's okay. It's always a case by case basis. You okay. know, yeah. there, there's not one for sure solidified way to go about things other than let's sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. because. Yeah, you can sit down and have a conversation with that spirit, but that doesn't mean that spirit's going to want to communicate or even show up. Well, I mean, as individuals, we're all very, or uh, me, as living people, mm-hmm. we're all very individualistic, right? Exactly. We're, we're all very well, different people. And, and, and the reality um, and is... The same would be true of our dead. Exactly. Well, and the reality is, is just like we as humans don't get along with some people... What are you talking about? We're also... Everyone in this room gets along with everybody. I don't get along with everyone, and I have no problem admitting it. Um, we also it's the same way with the dead you're the, the dead are not some mystical magical thing that just all of a sudden out of nowhere floats around and moves through walls and moans and cries at night though sometimes that might happen um, they're still just as human honestly if they're human dead as you, they will still like and desire the things that they once did. When you die, you don't elevate to this higher position. If you really, really liked chocolate in life, when you die, a proper offering to you or a proper present to give you would be chocolate. Yeah. And it's still going to be the same. The only difference is they are not corporeal. They are not physical beings. And no diabetes. Exactly. You can't get diabetes if you're a Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to eat so much chocolate after I die. Um, okay. All right. What about you, Vlad? Anything you want to add? Yeah. Okay. First of all, the dead is not after you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing. They have their own problems. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like the living. Just like the living. Um, Another thing uh, about the dead is that... Okay. I think that we need to understand that when we're talking about the dead, we're talking about spirit. Mm -hmm. And in my case, from my point of view, again, this is my point of view, a spirit does not represent the soul. Mm -hmm. Okay, spirit is who you were in the moment you were alive, uh-huh. and then the moment you die, you still see him be- being the same person. Mm-hmm. Soul is different. Different. Mm-hmm. It is different, yeah. right? So, like Austin said, you're not gonna become enlightened just because if you if you died. No, right? Um, so this means that the spirit, the human spirits of the dead, they do have flaws. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes what they need is a little help. Mm-hmm. So provide that help. Communicate with them. And if you can't, then look for a professional. But please look for someone that is legit. Yeah, do some, do some research. Well, yeah. it's like it's like people will come to me for a mediumship session and they want to know what their spirit, what their great-grandmother thinks they should do about their job. And I'm like, it's not that she doesn't care, but... She's, she doesn't have any more information than you have, <coughs> or maybe Sorry. less, or maybe less. Yeah, those are those are really not her concerns. Mm-hmm. They really they weren't her concerns when she was alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you why were, yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah, I think that spirits of the dead are. 
are spirits that they have their own rights in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm not talking about politics or laws, right? Mm -hmm. But the same right that you have to exist, they also. Yeah. Have. Yeah. Well, because I mean, because they're still existing. Yeah. I'll be in in a different way. You know, yeah. yeah. So I've got an interesting question for you guys. One that they kind of, one that just popped in my mind because I've had this conversation with a lot of people because this has been well, not just my experience. I've I've talked with a lot of other people who are mediums and you know sensitive people, people who see and interact with spirits regularly. Um, we're surrounded by spirits all the time, yeah. mm -hmm. like like the dead, not just the dead, lots of other kinds of spirits too. But um, but the spirits of our dead, like they're around us a lot of the time. And I think on average, just day to day, most of us don't acknowledge that. Like we don't realize that, you know, um, and I'm not necessarily saying that we need to acknowledge or realize that, but I think it's something good to be aware of or something to remember that like, you know, sometimes you could be sitting alone in a room for good or for bad. Maybe it's better that you not think of it that way. Right. Like, like that is shared space in every sense of the word, yeah. you know, so has that, has that been an experience you guys have had? Mm hmm Cause I just, I find I walk into places a lot and like they're, they're, they're always at least one or two straight. Yeah. Well, I, I think you guys can relate to this. You know, we're not always all open. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're, we're that's not true. all open. Yeah. You know? So I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to feel every living yeah, thing yeah, or every point. spirit that is yeah, around. That is a good so, point. So, yeah. you know, let's just say that I'm just halfway close. Okay. Right. Because yeah. I still want to know what's around without tapping into, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yes, you know, you feel all those spirits mm -hmm. around you. Uh -huh. yeah. They are there. Okay. You know, and since we're talking about that, this is why I don't like hospitals. Yeah. Yeah, hospitals are tricky. Yeah. It overwhelms me. Not emotionally overwhelmed, but I get like, okay, I need to get out. I need to go out. Yeah. I need to go out. <clears throat> because well, you're a physical medium. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that... In, 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 a, in, a, in a hospital, you, I know we're talking about the dead, but you have the full cycle. Yeah. You have the birth mm -hmm. yep. and death. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. So it's intense energy. Mm -hmm. So Everything you understand true. why the dead linger yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. 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 There, there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of energy there for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so like we have Vlad, who's a physical medium, who will take on those, those aspects of the dead. And I think most mediums are physical to some point. Um, I am a physical medium, but I don't open up for that. I've moved myself away from that and trained myself because I don't like feeling it. So for like about 90 minutes, I can keep up the, okay, I'm sensing, I'm feeling, I'm seeing, everything else is going, I'm getting the information I need at, at like 90 minutes without fail. Like when we're doing seances, it's like, boom, okay, this bitch shot herself in the head and it's hurting. Um, How do you know she was a bitch? Um, because she given me a headache. Oh, all right. Um, so, so when we go into places like hospitals, um, for Vlad, he'll start to get physically overwhelmed. It's almost like I get, um, like sensory overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like every everything that I touch, it's ten times amplified. Everything I hear is just overwhelming. And my, my, my parents always wondered why I didn't like going to hospitals or why I'd get so nervous. Well, those energies I find linger uh, to, uh, particularly when you're, you're talking about hospitals, because, um, 
and you were just out there recently, but uh, like the old asylum. Oh, yeah. Tawilla, like that place has not been a functioning hospital for a few years now, mm-hmm. you know, but um, but it still has lots of history, yeah. right? You yeah. Know, um, a lot of, a lot of energetic memory. Yes, exactly. A lot of energetic memory. And I would probably say like a, at least a, a handful of legitimate yeah. intelligent haunting yes. yeah. happening there. Yeah. And a lot of those spirits are spirits. If you can get them to communicate with you that are like, yeah, this is my home. Like, this is where I died. This is where I spent the last few years of my life. This is, you know, yeah. maybe I worked here. And so yeah. I have a connection to this place for that reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting to see how those things can linger on even after the living have completely abandoned that space. Yeah. I do have a question that has to do with the dead, but it's okay. a, a little bit more elaborated. Um, um, so uh, any of you have gone to a historic place mm-hmm. and actually felt like someone that, you know, it was important or a group of people, like, for example, Gettysburg. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, a place like that. And have you been able to, uh, let's just say, not maybe communicate, but understand why they linger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yes. I haven't been to Gettysburg, but I think one experience that I've, I've related to a few people over the years um, was an interaction that I had with a soldier from the Civil War, the spirit, mm-hmm. the soldier in the Civil War, um, who, and this was nowhere near the area in which the war took place, you know, in the battle that he took, that, that he was killed and he died, he died in this battle. Actually, I think he, he was wounded in the battle and then he ended up dying of like infection from the wound that he got um, completely away from the battle. But anyway, but the reason that he popped up or there, how I came into connection with the spirit is I was doing, uh, at the time I was working as a medium with part of a team of, of ghost hunters, uh, you know, a paranormal investigator team and um, went into this space <clears throat> where they actually store the costumes that are used by, <clears throat> excuse me, God, I'm so sorry, <clears throat> the costumes that are used by a local um, uh, playhouse, like one of the local theaters here in the area. They actually use this space to store costumes and sets and, and things, you know, uh, in between shows. And, um, and I didn't realize this, but of course it makes perfect sense, but I didn't realize prior to going into that space that theaters... And companies, a lot of the costumes that they use, like they've sourced or they've found those, like those were real things. Like those that were mm-hmm. real uniforms, those yeah. were real whatever before they were now a costume, right? So anyway, they have an, a whole section in this area of this building that is um, military, like uniforms. And they have, like like these are, are uniforms that were worn by men in the Civil War. Like these were real uniforms. You know, worn by soldiers who, for whatever reason, you know, the, you know, they're they don't need those uniforms anymore, right? Um, anyway, but, um, but I, I remember encountering a spirit of a soldier who fought in the Civil War, and he was in this place, miles away from wherever it is he saw battle. Now, right, miles and miles, um, and he was angry. He was so angry that that they had his uniform, that his uniform was being worn by other men. And he hung around that place. He was he was so angry. He was so caught up. He couldn't remove himself or or see enough to, to remove himself yeah. from the uniform, right? Um, and I, I always kind of thought it was a, a really interesting experience and interesting communication, but also I kind of felt a little sad for this yeah. guy. I'm like, my God, dude. Like, uh, you know, like, surely there was more to you than the uniform, right? Um, but um, so, yes, yeah, so I've had experiences kind of like that where you go 
to a place or you interact with a spirit who's had like that's been their experience yeah yeah um, the, the, the reason why i ask is because sometimes i've encountered at least i've only been like five years here in utah right but uh for example when i was in in, in puerto rico mm -hmm. you know i will encounter a spirit of of, of someone that I know it's important to me, at least culturally important to me, yeah. or had a big part of uh, of of, of uh, my people's history. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And their interactions, and sometimes I would get angry. Yes, but it's an opportunity mm -hmm. for you to understand the past. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think. I want everybody that listens to the podcast understands mm. when you contact or you make contact with the spirit, this is a window of the past yeah. that you also can benefit from the knowledge of that spirit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so negative. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. I've had two experiences of the historical stuff. Um, maybe, th maybe three. Well, feel feel free to share one. Um, well, the first one was the first one was in Salem, <laughs> and it was a lot like we went like to Oregon. No, like Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. There's a Salem, Massachusetts. Go on. <laughs> um, and I did actually go and I visited the graveyard um, where the false accused witches were. And I, I got to connect with some of these spirits, and it was, it was pretty cool. Um, they were very scared. Um, though the tourism, for some reason, has almost helped them heal. And the history, the history that's come from it. But then I've also encountered things that, like Alcatraz, where that's just a no-go for me. I was able to actually go on a night tour. And my ex, my, my boyfriend at the time, decided to be like, oh, he's medium. And I was like, uh, of course, now I'm going to have to work. Um, you, yeah. you could have said no. Uh, I could have, but, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity to go and, like, kind of do a mini investigation. That, that, you know, mm. like, it was kind of like, do I say no, I'm not on the clock? Or do I let them refund me my tickets and not worry about it so that's what happened hmm. and i i was th there were a couple that were actually really pretty cool um i did i did get a chance to kind of i i felt al capone oh cool <laughs> i felt capone i was like that's kind of cool and interesting i don't want to delve further than that one um, hmm. but then there the, the one that really freaked me out was the one that most of the spirits in that place, for some reason, are absolutely terrified of. It's called the Birdman. He was a legitimate prisoner there, and I remember we went up and we were walking through that space, and uh, the hairs on my arm stood up, and even my even my ex at the time, who's not sensitive at all, like stopped and like grabbed hold of me and was like can we not go in there mm. and i was like nope we're gonna go in there because that's what we do so i actually went in and i got a i got to have a little bit of a connection to the spirit and it was sickening i i, I like actually had to tap out i was like i can't nope turn it off mm. can't do it 
So, but it was interesting because there's some history there so, too. So you had the emotional connection, but yeah, but you had an opportunity, I'm sure, at that point to kind of get a glimpse of that spirit. Yes. Living existence, right? Like, yes. But Glad was talking about the history that these spirits mm-hmm. hold. Yes, yeah. he he told me that he was very much aware of the the, the three prisoners who actually did escape. Hmm. Um, he, he told me, he's like, I know that they escaped and they lived. And I was like, cool. Hmm. He really liked pigeons. Really liked pigeons. Hmm. It was very interesting. Okay. All right. Well, let's turn away from Conversations of the Dead and talk a little bit before we wrap up about our our other segment that we're doing now. And this is fairly new. I think we started this, um, and Vlad hasn't had a chance to do this with us yet. So we, for a while, we'll eventually we'll go back to the like what we're loving, what we're hating too. I think just to kind of mix it up a little bit. But I actually kind of thought it might be more productive, and as practicing, which is root workers, whatever, you know, whatever, all, the, all the different hats that we wear, right? Um, we, last time we did an episode, we talked about, like, a, a situation going on in the world right now that it was, is kind of a, you know, a screwed up kind of a situation, right? And how we would, beyond handling that in mundane ways, right, like protesting, donating money to civil rights organizations, all these things, you know, talking to our senators and politicians, right? beyond, you know, beyond doing all of the mundane things, how we as magical practitioners would also support those efforts with spell work or ritual work. So who can think of something kind of screwed up in our world right now? I know there's a huge list, right? But something that's really kind of come to your attention lately, like what's been kind of hitting the headlines? Well, to me it goes personal. Okay. You know, the situation with Puerto Rico. Okay. Right? Um, the government in Puerto Rico. Okay. Sucks. Yeah. That's one. Okay. Second, um, we're, we're still a colony. Yeah. Okay. We're still a colony. And um, um, I, what I would, I would try to do that, you know, try to do something to change that. Okay. So if you were to do a working for that, just to kind of give our listeners maybe like kind of a specific or a more of a specific kind of thing, what what could you see or what kind of working could you see um, being done or would you consider doing that would help to kind of facilitate that? Like either, I would, go ahead. Yeah. I would, uh, I, I would do not just one working though. Okay. Yeah. That would be well, a, that's a big thing. So yeah. 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 That would be a, 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 a different kinds of workings. First of all, I will, I would do a truth spell. Okay. So people can see the truth. All right. You know, at least people and uh, the government here in the okay. U.S. Okay. Right? That would be the first one. Second, I would definitely do some sort of sweet jar or some sort of sweet spell to sweeten things up mm-hmm. between, you know, what I want and what they need to do. Okay. And probably after that, what I would do is probably would be a domination spell. Okay. So I'm curious, who would you, who are you dominating with this spell? I'm just curious. The entire Congress and Senate. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Because hey. those, those are the ones that hold power. Gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's not it's not the president. It's not, no, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. would be yeah. it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right? True. And again, yeah. not, not a domination for things to go through. And I know that many people don't know 
and don't understand mm. the relationship between Puerto Rico and the U.S. And yeah. I'm obviously I'm not here to give a history lesson, yeah. but that would be the way that I would go about it. Okay. You know, truth spell, sweet spell, and then probably a domination spell. Okay, right. Um, if I and if I could get my hands on some legal documents of that process, yeah. I will. Use those Use documents. Those focus. Yeah. So, okay. So, so there's a, so there's a good piece of practical advice right there. So when you're dealing with something that would involve issues of legality, uh, government bureaucracy, these yep. kinds of things, like would you say that ha having like being able to actually use some papers or even just like a, a form that you know that yeah. you uses for that, those would be good focus. Oh yeah. Spell even work, right? an envelope that yeah. that had that those papers were that yeah. envelope alone. Yeah. It's it's good. Okay. Cool. You don't have that envelope, but you have a case number. The case number. Yeah. All right. There you go. Austin, how would you address issues with with the Puerto Rico is facing right now? I would I would honestly do do the, do the same as Vlad. Um, the sweetening spell would be a really good focus. Mm -hmm. um, I might go another direction and attempt a banishment on the influences. Well, I would go. I would go for the protections that surround the Congress, first and foremost. Um, I would. Can you, can you clarify that? What do you mean by that? I, this is going to make me sound like a conspiracy therapist, but oh, that's okay. You're in good company. Um, I firmly believe that there is a specific team, if you will, of practitioners, a spiritual team, if you will, that is set up to protect, on an energetic and spiritual level, the government. Well, that's not so far out of conspiracy. No. Ronald Reagan had an astrologist. Yeah. So, I would work on that. I would turn my focus to dismantling their workings or reversing them and then I would do head work um, I would start placing ideas in maybe those people's heads to retaliate against those individuals okay I was stirring trouble <laughs> okay no that's fair that's valid okay cool how about you um, I, you know, it's been my experience that when, when I want to see change or just people just in general, when we want to see change happen around a particular situation, a good place to start is to focus attention on that. First of all, yep. like being able to get more people to recognize or see like, this is a problem or there's something wrong mm -hmm. with this. And so I don't know, I'm thinking like maybe something kind of within the realm of, I almost want to say like like a huge, like, government-wide, like, glamour working. Like, it would be similar mm. to Vlad's working with, like, a sweet spell, right? Where it was, like, to get people to be like, okay, we need to kind of change our attitudes around this particular mm. situation. Okay, but but to also maybe, like, I would maybe say do something, like, take it a step further and actually say, like, we, we want, like, to make things better for Puerto Rico specifically for these reasons, right? Mm. Like, all of a sudden, we're focused on this. We're drawn to this. All of a sudden, now this this 
colony, this island, and these people. Like, there's something desirable about this now. We want this, mm -hmm. right? You know, and so you know, and I don't necessarily know at the moment. Just you know, just you know, shit talking or, or spitballing who the, who that would ultimately impact. But but I find like getting people first of all to like to raise awareness around something because there are people probably all over the states, the northern you know the northern states here in the U.S. who have who don't who have no idea. What's going on in Puerto Rico? No, there are, no there, there are entire groups of people who think Puerto Rico isn't even a part of the U.S. Exactly. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had interaction with someone like that I had, recently. I've had yeah. interactions with yeah. that, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I bet, I'm I bet like you get that a lot. Yeah. Baffled. Um, but it's it's not just a, a I think a, a, a government or a political and economic thing. Also, I, I would probably look at something within the realm of like the ecological issues. Yeah. That Puerto Rico's been dealing with. You know, they like they really got hit kind of hard in the last year with, you know, like earthquakes and all kinds of weird freaky weather and things like that, you know, I would, I would probably maybe also look at something like that. At the very least, maybe just to help improve life for the people who are living there. And again, there. I, 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 don't, I don't want people to think of, you know, he, he, he's just, you know, like statehood. No, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. no, I just want the quality of life. Exactly. Yeah. To improve. Yeah. 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 You um, know, I was there, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is the reason why I'm here. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. There's something that Laura Tempest Zakharov um, talked about um, on an interview she was she was doing because when her 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 book the the new Aradia the new Gospel of Aradia did she write that book? Yeah, I thought she was a contributor. Maybe she was a contributor. I know she did the sigil of power for it. Okay, well, um, it doesn't matter. Either way, when she, when they were doing an interview on the We Are Aradia. Um, or Aradia, um, she she made a very good point on like if you want to affect the government on a large level, you need to affect it on your smaller community level first. And so, if you want <clears throat> to do something like that, then you'd want to, for example, if you wanted to do something like that here and you wanted to try and turn Utah uh, blue instead of red, then what you would do is you'd work on each of the candidates for your local mm, okay, your local areas okay. and go from there. Grassroots witchcraft? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm digging it. So... I think that would that would be another way. We all should run for office next. We no. should. We should. I'm, I'm good. Which is for Utah. There you go. Yep. We'll we'll create our own ticket. Um, I'm good. We'll be like write a sinner. We'll curse you. No. Um. Okay. You, you never know. That might work. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. Your special underwear will protect you. Oh. No. They're Hanes. Christ. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about garment. Oh, you're not talking about my underwear no. specifically. I think they're Hanes. Am I wearing underwear? I am wearing underwear. I don't think they're Hanes though. I'm not sure what they are. They're comfy. Oh, good. It was laundry day. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for chatting with me tonight on on uh, on the dead and uh, on our our workings to to save the world, or at least tonight to to help the situation in, in Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, those of you who are not quite sure where, what's going on with Puerto Rico right now, please, please get online and do a little bit of research. Um, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're, they're struggling. Um, we will be back next week. Um, I think this, this episode is going to kind of mark our new uh, weekly format for the podcast. Um, and so we are going to probably be on here with a whole 
weird range of topics and and subjects and conversations and we're probably going to be having a little more fun with the podcast um i think up to now we've kind of we've had fun right here and there when i'm not ridiculing you and making you feel like shit austin you've had some fun right i have fun i enjoy doing okay well i mean those are the things i do that where i have fun like ridiculing you and making you feel like shit that's fun for me um so, anyway. <laughs> Whatever you want. Um, anyway, so, but we will be back next week with another episode with Tabitha. We are going to be discussing astrology with Tabitha, and it's going to be a really good episode. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like we were talking about, you know, saving the world, and we should have ended this episode with Michael Jackson's song. Oh, okay. Heal the world. Make, make it a better place. For you and for me. Maybe not you. For me and the entire pagan race. race. Wait, pagan race? I don't know. Witches. The witches race. There you go. Thank you for listening to that. Yeah, the, the, one, the one person in the room that, that, that does actually sing, sing. professionally, to, refused to sing. I Just am, gave us like an eye. I am shocked. Y'all had it locked. Y'all had it on lock. I'm not warm. I don't get paid to do this. Oh. Oh, I see. It's all about the money. Ah, all right. Thank you, everyone. Are you going to pay me to sing Michael Jackson? Uh, I'll get back to you. Okay, there you okay. go. Also, copyright infringement and trademark. That's true. Yes, patent pending, patent pending. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. Okay, we will, uh, we will uh, chat at you on the podcast again soon. Okay, bye. Bye.